0: As the great band The Beatles once said, money can't buy me love, and it definitely can't buy happiness. But can it buy people? Can it buy freedom? Can it buy you? We're going to find out today on Based, Biased, or BS.
1: hello and welcome to the podcast where two best friends
0: tell one true story
1: my name is zach
0: and i'm maddie
1: and this is based biased or bs
0: dun, 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 dun.
1: and the champion is sorry not to show you my pit i'm about to text you a picture right now okay because i need to hear my your react. opinion on it
0: okay uh,
1: yeah I'll just say that
0: can I open it
1: tell me yeah look at it is there anything out of the ordinary or that is sticks out to you this toilet <laughs> Describe pi- for our this listener.
0: toilet picture that you sent me <laughs> okay so there's a toilet with yes. next to it is a waste basket and on the back of the toilet is a basket Mm-hmm. with mouthwash a toothbrush <laughs> so many q-tips i don't know how one man can have so many q-tips a brush i live a spray alone. bottle a jergens lotion and some wipes is it the fact that your toothbrush is uncovered by your toilet that looks out of place to me
1: okay ding 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 because
0: sharticles
1: the way I was roasted by a <laughs> person in my home. They <laughs> okay. It was a it was a nightly a, a mandate, if you will, and <laughs> not a mandate. He <laughs> he went to use the bathroom, came out different person, and was like. This this can't happen. That is disgusting. And left.
0: They left because <laughs> of it? Okay, I mean, I won't lie. They left. My life has, has had an uncapped particles, and then I did see an episode of Queer Eye, and Jonathan Van Ness really made it known that you have to cover that baby up.
1: Yeah, it is, like, I'll post it on our Instagram, and you can tell me, listeners, if you feel the same.
0: Close to the bowl where it happens.
1: If I, I also have a tape measure. I'll put that next to it. (laughs) I'll direct. And okay, I just had to get a second opinion and see if, if I was just.
0: It at least needs a cap. It would be fine if it was like capped.
1: Could it be on my sink though?
0: Yeah, but capped. Still, pr- unless you religiously close your toilet lid before you cl- flush. I do. So not, there is.
1: We don't have to get into okay. it. Let's change the subject.
0: Because yeah. that's not, ha- <laughs> that has to nothing if, to do with what we're talking about today. Literally
1: nothing. I just had to see if this person was <laughs> I probably wild. would not
0: leave someone's house because of it. Yeah. I would. Did they yeah. explain it to you or did they just like see it storm out?
1: it wasn't a storm out situation oh. they were just like that's fuck but they did make me feel bad
0: oh they shamed you <laughs> they were-
1: but then i had to really like think about it i'm like yeah that is kind of gross they were like that's that's fucking gross like it probably has like gross germs on it that you brush your teeth with every day and i was like yeah okay i'm just going to go sit in a corner and rinse my mouth out with bleach for a second
0: i'll also be honest with you my husband's tooth yeah. my husband's toothbrush lives not far Far
1: from where yours does. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 28. I've got here this long. My toothbrush has uh, been near a toilet the whole time, probably. Anyway. Five minutes in. Should we tell them about, about this movie? Th-
0: yeah. There's something.
1: <laughs> well, I do have some film facts for you because for this episode today, I have watched Foxcatcher.
0: Ding, ding, ding.
1: Foxcatcher now okay let me first say this i have seen a documentary i think it's netflix it is netflix and i have
0: also seen the documentary
1: is it a series or a movie movie okay i don't know when it came out i don't know anything about that but i had no i'd seen that it's kind of like a popular true crime movie Mm -hmm. and so i knew the story but this movie came out unbeknownst to me i would have loved to see it in theaters because i knew the story but never heard of it yeah me either i had heard of it while looking up movies for the show Mm. for this show to do but yeah i was like they made a movie about this and it stars steve carell
0: yeah i love steve carell
1: Okay, let's get into it. Foxcatcher, the biographical, psychological, sports thriller.
0: Sports thriller. Never a movie I thought you'd be watching, right? (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Me
1: either. Uh, This movie premiered in theaters in late 2014, even though it started production in 2010
0: that's a long time for a movie to be in production, but also 2014 was when it came out, and that was like peak college for us, so it makes sense why we didn't see it. And it was not at the Varsity, I'll tell you that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. The Varsity, for anyone who's not a Des Moines local, not to geolocate our college experience, played like... I don't even know it's what you would, you would call them. It was like red- oh, it revamped.
0: Yeah, it has. It's been doing oh. movie showings. Yeah, it's... it had the most delicious caramel oh. popcorn.
1: Yes, that they made there.
0: Yeah, oh, and so they
1: played like independent kind of yeah. international movies. I saw.
0: It was like a man named Uve there, and it oh, was so favorites. good. <laughs> and it was like cheap tickets.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were like five or six dollars. Yeah. Um, can you tell that we haven't talked in a while? Because we just keep going on tangents. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to Foxcatcher, which is not... Um, not, did not playing play up at the varsity. varsity. <laughs> uh, the film was produced and directed by Bennett Miller. Never you heard. heard of him. Nope. Okay, well, get... get up? Get heard. Okay. Yeah, because he is an acclaimed two-time Oscar nominee for Best Director okay. for Capote. Oh, and Moneyball.
0: Are those two stories as well? Both, both of them? true story movies. Oh, so he's got a thing.
1: This is his thing. This is yep. his thing. So this is the third one. This one, though, didn't get an Oscar nom, so.
0: Awkward. Yeah.
1: Fox Keller. No. Fox <laughs> Catcher tells the story of John DuPont, the son of one of the wealthiest families in America played by Steve Carell unrecognizable really it took him every day two hours to get into makeup and prosthetics wow they changed the like foundation what was that
0: I just saw a bird attack a bug and it swiped it right out of the air sorry (laughs) (laughs) it was it's crazy
1: you can't give me crazy eyes off screen and i'm not, sorry like, i forgot that you detect get my killed. eyes okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he they like changed his skin tone completely he had a oh, prosthetic paler. nose so fucking pale he had a different voice unrecognizable brilliant brilliant job mm. it was incredible
0: remember how last time we made fun of someone for being in full prosthetics and now we're like yes yes <laughs> Good job with the prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. Do I have an opinion on that? Not no. really. I think prosthetics are fine. Yeah. When it comes to like identities, that's where it gets different.
0: Yeah. Agreed. For me.
1: Um. So before filming one of the darker scenes, director Bennett Miller made Carell write on a piece of paper a thing that he the thing that he hates most about himself Oh! and told him to put it in his pocket while filming then he told Steve Carell quote just have it right there and know that it's in a place where if I was a dick I could just grab it according to Miller that scene that came from doing this Mm -hmm. was his most favorite thing that he's ever put on camera
0: wow will you tell me when that scene is
1: yeah Okay. I'll I'll mention it if if you specifically talk about it and if not, it's kind you... of like a yeah yeah. Okay. I'll tell you when it is. Okay, because um, it kind of relates to like what's in the scene. Uh, the film not only Steve Carell, it also features Channing Tatum
2: mm-hmm.
1: as Mark Schultz and Mark Ruffalo as David Schultz.
0: And why would they choose a Mark for a David? <laughs> <laughs>
1: a chanting a chanting for a mark and, and a, a mark, mark for, for a david, david. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that gets a little confusing but the two the characters yeah. are a pair of olympic gold medal medal winning wrestlers <laughs> brothers <laughs> brothers brothers yes i forgot the keyword <laughs> uh, the two actors listen to this spent an intensive six months in wrestling, conditioning, and training before and during shooting the movie.
0: Wait, so is that including the 2010? Or is that like, we started training in 2010.
1: 2010 is when Bennett Miller got the rights to this story. Got it, understood. So it's been developing then. And many, actually, actors were considered for the roles. I didn't write it down, but I definitely remember... Nope, it's a lie. <laughs> I don't remember any you of the people. You <laughs> remember.
0: Da, da, da. <laughs> That's a ducky classic.
1: Another, you kind of sent me on a spiral Solid. to why it was delayed. That's okay. Um, it was originally supposed to come out in 2013, mm-hmm. but it was delayed a full year because the studios were like, "Excuse me, knock on the door, um, Bennett Miller." This movie is four hours long, oh, the original cut, and so they had to go back to editing it, and now it's like two and a half.
0: Did it feel like saw. two and a half?
1: Um, I understood how it could have been four. That's okay, what I'll say. it was like kind of slow paced and like tensiony the whole yeah. time, and I was like, I understand how a director could just like want every little piece in it.
0: Okay, well we're not gonna be doing a four hour situation here. Let me just preface with <laughs> well, that. Or even a two we'll and a half. See. No well. See. well okay.
1: <laughs> so like I said, with the wrestling, they actually did it while shooting too. So after shooting for the day, they would go to wrestling practice.
0: Just to like maintain.
1: Yeah, because they had to do Olympic level wrestling. Yeah. And they all they did all their own stuff.
0: Wow. That's interesting.
1: During one scene, Channing insisted that Mark Ruffalo, quote, just slap the shit out of me and get it over with. This resulted in Channing Tatum's eardrum getting ruptured. And this take is in the film.
0: What? You see Channing Tatum get his fucking eardrum ruptured?
1: When it happened, I was like, oh, fuck. That was a hit. Because it's just like palm. To the fucking, Ooh. sorry I'm swearing so much, it was just so visceral. Dave
0: slaps hole Mark. Hole of
1: the ear. Dave slaps Mark, Mark Ruffalo slaps Channing. That's yeah. the sitch. Right in the ear hole. And I could Ooh. feel the pop.
0: I yay yay. ouch, ouch, ouch.
1: Not permanent damage, but popped it. Yeah. It got some awards and nominations, but nothing really... Noteworthy, like Golden Globes, but no Oscars or anything. Huh. And the film did not recoup at the box office. Wah, 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 so... Wah, 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 wah. I loved it, but I don't know. I feel like it wasn't promoted much. I don't know.
0: I wasn't expecting you to say you loved it. Really? Yeah.
1: It, it's it been a long time since I watched the documentary, so maybe I would feel differently. But oh, okay. It was entertaining. And honestly, Maddie, listen to me here. I got to see Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo in wrestling singlets wrestling each other. So I'm a happy man. I'm a happy man. What
0: did I do?
1: (laughs) Sorry to get horny on the pod.
0: Okay. Well, obviously you're talking about Foxcatcher. My sources for this are the Team Foxcatcher documentary on Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. a New York Times article, Washington Post article, and all that's interesting article, and, of course, Wikipedia. We love her. We just use her as a follow. Sometimes you gotta... There's a lot of information out there.
1: She gives a good baseline story that I can build yeah. upon. Now... She's so faithful.
0: Yeah, so... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a man named E.I. DuPont? <laughs> e- E.I. I'm not talking about E.I.E.I.O. and Mr. <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> but I, when I read his name, I said, of course he's going to think this. So that's a no. No. All right. He, his full name is Eluthier Irriné. When I tell you I've never seen more accents <laughs> over vowels.
1: Just so many slants. Is it French?
0: Yeah. Yes, they're Dupont. If you were to say his name with an accent, Dupont, instead of Dupont, but I'm going to end up saying Dupont because I don't have time to be French all day.
1: No, who does?
0: (laughs) So that is where our John Dupont gets his very French name. Okay. And I also believe his French nose. Huge. Okay. All right. So
1: huge, dude.
0: He comes. From, I don't know if it's
1: like they just made it bigger for Steve Carell, but like that no, was one of the only things I could watch the whole time. It's a
0: pretty, pretty defining feature on this okay. man's face. And he comes from a long line of money that was built in explosive powders and textiles. So they explosive had textiles too, not, not explosive textiles, like not exploding clothes. Okay. They didn't have exploding okay. clothes. I was no.
1: gonna say, just the powders explosive. <laughs> the powders
0: okay. are explosive, and then they also and have, also fabric. Yeah, because they have like a woolen mill farm, a wool, okay. a wool mill farm is what I'm trying to say, or something. Wool mill, wool farm. mill farm. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also. That is kind of hard to say. But also on this farm, and on this farm they had some horses. That has to be yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. That's free for sure.
2: For
1: sure. That's been around 100 years.
0: So they they had some horses that they bred and raised thoroughbred horses. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, bottom line, these are some serious French American people with some serious money who mean some mm-hmm. serious business. Yeah. That's the like, that's where this man is coming from.
1: A weird moment happened to me in my life where I had watched this movie. And I was separately, not related to this, listening to a podcast
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> about, last podcast on the left, about the Manhattan Project and atomic bombs and whatever. And they were just listing the most powerful families in America. And he was like, you've got your Roosevelt's, you've got your Rockefeller's, you've got the DuPont's, you've got, and I was like, oh, oh my God, I just, yeah. I, the DuPont's.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was weird. I was like, I know Rockefeller Roosevelt. I know those names, yeah. and then DuPont. I was like, I just learned about this. What's the what are the odds?
0: Well, you're gonna about to learn more, Decker, because yay, our story begins on November 22nd, 1938, Shh. the birthday Shh. of Mr. John DuPont.
1: <laughs> Shut the fuck up.
0: When I Shut texted the- you and said, I know why you. You have a, an affiliation with this movie. You're like, oh, because of the, you're like, the documentary. documentary. And I was like, retreat, retreat, retreat. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know that he shares a birthday with this man. Oh my gosh. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. A fellow Sagittarius, the cusp first day of Sagittarius. I feel like I know him well. <laughs> wow i'm shocked i never thought this day would come i was like look at maddie she got her birthday in a story so early on it was like episode three
0: but it wow. was the what day a crime on? this happened. is like
1: 28 or something
0: yeah this oh, is it, was, it wasn't even a shared birthday it just happened to be the day a crime happened this is you share a birthday with this man oh
1: yeah yours was the bank robbery day. yeah mine's we were born yeah we're born. birth brothers
0: your birth brothers
1: Sadly, I don't want to share that (laughs) with them.
0: Well, let's learn a little bit about him. Because there's this man, uh, not to compare him to the great Shrek, he's got a lot of layers. (laughs) Okay, so he is the youngest of four kids, and he um, is youngest by, like, a pretty big margin. So it's not not a close sibling situation. They're, like, pretty much all adults and out of the house by the time he's... Mm aware of anything. Um okay. and when he wasn't wandering the lonely hallways of Lyseter Hall Lyseter I don't know. It's French. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> don't do anything. Anyway, French. it's the mansion he called it. They'll home. be mad
1: at us. By the way, yeah. we have French listeners. We do. Or, there was one percent on oh Spotify God. that I saw. So don't offend them. The one person.
0: Well, I took French for five years. I'm sorry. I just, I'm trying to use it. it, I
1: think you're actually doing good. I'm just bullying you. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) Sorry,
1: continue. So anyway. Le Le
0: Hall. Mm -hmm. Le Hall. The mansion he called. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that would shock you. Anyway, he's in the mansion that is his house, mansion. And Mm -hmm. if he wasn't talking with the maids, he was talking to his mom. And that was pretty much who he talked to growing up. So okay. he like, wasn't really socialized with people his age because he didn't grow up in a typical neighborhood. His parents were also divorced by the time he was two. So he never really got to talk to his dad, even if he tried to like make an appointment with him. His dad would be like, mm, I don't have time for this. Gotta go.
1: Make an appointment with yeah. his dad? Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's his early life. John briefly attends Harvard before he ends up withdrawing before the oh. end of his freshman year. Okay. So he's there for like a second.
1: A hot second. Yeah.
0: yeah. But he is able to graduate from the University of Miami with a BS okay. in zoology. What? He's an animal lover. Oh, because the horses. Well, yeah. And he spent a lot of... So besides peop- the few people on his farm, there were all these animals. <laughs> So, he was...
1: Besides his few friends, which included his (laughs) mothers and maids, he had some pets.
0: There also was, like, a source I read that was, like, he thought he had a friend in the, like, chauffeur's son, but then he found out later that his mom was paying him.
1: Ding dong, ding dong. Exact (laughs) lines in the movie.
0: So there is also that after he gets his bs in zoology he does get a doctorate in natural science from villanova university so he's going to school he's getting his degrees he's expanding his mind and he's actually Mm -hmm. credited with having discovered two dozen species of birds
1: oh yes an ornithologist yes Yes, he loves his birds i forgot about that
0: and he found it the Delaware Museum of Natural History in 1957, which officially opened to the public in 1972. Okay.
1: So. Rich people doing what rich people do.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Getting
1: degrees, opening museums, looking at birds. They don't got to worry about their bills so they can look at birds.
0: Well, exactly. They can look at birds and they can get married if they want. Because in 1983, John gets married to a woman named Gail Wenk, who was... Uh twenty-nine and he was forty-five.
1: Ooh. Spicy. And
0: she's an occupational therapist. Do with that information that? as you will. A therapist.
1: Oh. I was thrown off by the word occupational.
0: I think it just means it's her job.
1: Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking physical therapy or something. Well, Got right.
0: It. They live together for uh, less than half a year before Gail ends up moving out. Um, And by month 10, John files for divorce. Ooh. Gail says that before she moved out, John was violent with her. He pulled a knife on her, (gasps) accused her of being a Russian spy. What? She sued him and was compensated for an unknown amount.
1: And like, don't say a word.
0: Yeah. And John also kept her far from his will. So...
2: Mm -hmm. That
0: was one of the, like, major events that happened in the 80s that people kind of assumed started him down his more strange, extreme path. So... Okay. He gets divorced from Gail. Was she in the movie at all? Or no?
1: I got no background. Our story kind of starts with the brothers meeting John.
0: Got it. Okay. We'll get there soon.
1: I got, like, some background where... Like, I got Steve Carell being like, you know what happened one time? I found out my mother oh,
0: was sure.
1: paying. Like, those kind of flashback moments or yeah. just spoken about, but no real you scenes.
0: Didn't... Oh, okay. I understand. So, John John is, is a bit of an athlete. A bit. Yeah.
2: Okay. He had
0: dreams of becoming an Olympic swimmer or being on the pentathlon team and pentathlon. He, okay. 5. He, yes, because there's also in addition to to biking and swimming, there's mm-hmm. like running. Mhm. Um I think what were the other ones? I can't remember I didn't write it down. But
1: running, um flying?
0: Two, I know there wasn't oh. a flying aspect. Running, and swimming. Sleeping. No. <laughs> like, i'm just oh, thinking oh, of all the things that it's I could like do. it's sharpshooting. you have to shoot what? a gun mm-hmm. and then and something horse, else probably horse might be horse something with a horse maybe
1: okay. so
0: anyway he wants to do that he doesn't quite get there but he does become the team manager of the pentathlon team at the montreal 1976 olympic games so you know he wow. gets a little taste his Love little that taste life. of fame. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, in 1988, John's mother passes away, and mm. he officially renames the farm. Renames. He fi- oh. <laughs> officially renames the farm, Foxcatcher Farms. Okay. So John moves into the main house, and he begins um, an even more intense devotion to wrestling. He always kind of had an interest in it and he did wrestle his freshman year of high school but his mom always disapproved of it said it was a sport for ruffians and yeah. discouraged john from continuing in it and he'd also been in um, he had also been thrown from a horse and landed on a fence and let's oh. just say he was two rolls short of a dozen after that so he had <laughs> he no more balls they were gone no <laughs> his two rolls are gone
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that means. Um, John DuPont? Yeah. John DuPont? Balls? Yeah. Oh, that's such a. Multiple
0: weird... sources talked about the fact that he had, them, had to have them removed. Yeah. Oof. Yikes. So this is kind of all leading up to eventually some things. But before that, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about John Wrestling and Dave Schultz. Ugh. I'm not going to talk too much about Mark Schultz, because he's not really in the documentary that I oh. watched, um, because he was actually at Fox Foxcatcher Farms before John. They were never there at the same time. Yeah. So, or sorry, not before John, before Dave. David. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Which I a lot of people call Dave. Was he called David Dave. in the movie?
1: Yeah, I think he kind of went back and forth, but Dave uh-huh. definitely, yeah.
0: So... Over the course of his life, John would give over $3 million to USA Wrestling, not including the use of his facilities, the housing that he uh, gave to wrestlers and their families, and as the extravagant, like, transportation vessels that he also employed, because... Private jets. Because it was a helicopter. (laughs) Yeah. Private jets. And helicopters. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, the
1: first time that Mark, like, comes out to the farm, he is... Flown in, like, business class or first class, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then helicoptered out to Foxcatcher Farms.
0: Yeah, crazy.
1: Crazy. And right before that, we had seen how Mark, even though he has a gold medal, but he's struggling financially. Like, he's doing, like, these speeches at schools being like, you can also be a a hero for America. And then he gets this invite, which is this extravagant mansion wrestling mecca yeah and he's starstruck
0: and that's kind of a good segue because you're, what you're talking about is kind of what gets john interested in wrestling so okay. that idea of these struggling wrestlers mm-hmm. and not being able to do what they need to do uh yes. to like trained yep. and stuff so when john showed up on the wrestling scene the u.s was always losing to russia and everyone was tired of it okay in Russia, a lot of people didn't stop wrestling after high school or college. They continued with it through their life. So they were able to continue to, like, pump out these champions. They had, like, 40 or 50 world championships, and they'd only been competing since the 1950s.
1: Wow.
0: That is a lot <laughs> of yeah. championships. Yeah. And someone who took notice of that was world champion and soon-to-be head coach at Foxcatcher Farms, Dave Schultz. So, okay. Dave learned Russian to be able to understand what the Russian coaches were saying whenever he would travel there. Cause he was like, these are the oh. best wrestlers. They love wrestling in Russia. I'm going to learn the language. I'm going to learn how to be the best wrestler. I'm going to learn all this stuff. But even through that, he was this charismatic hippie is what they referred to him as uh, a hippie wrestler. Mm-hmm. He was like mellow and unassuming. And he was the reason so many people would end up coming to Foxcatcher farms.
1: Yeah. It is interesting to me that Mark isn't... Mark was the main character. Really? Yeah. And there was a lot of time of... So like the scene, remember when I was like... The director made Steve Mm Carell do this. Put the note in his pocket. That scene is Mark having to tell John DuPont that he can't get his brother to come to Foxcatcher Farms. Cause Dave was reluctant to bring his whole family there and like uproot his family.
0: Interesting.
1: So there was this whole, like half of the movie basically was Mark getting kind of under John Dupont's spell and influence, yeah. but David wasn't there. Dave wasn't there.
0: And what I could find research wise and what was mm-hmm. in the documentary, but even just what was written online, Mark, had been there for like a year before before Dave would get there. But okay, Mark didn't like the way that John was treating him. Even if he paid mm-hmm. him however much money.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Mark didn't like the way that John... Yes, was treating was him. Treating I had him. to like picture all the people.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he ended up leaving. Uh-huh. But Dave got there anyway after the fact. I don't really know exactly how he wound up getting there.
1: Yeah. And that was... So the year that Mark spent there was kind of a large part of the movie. Yeah. And I forget too exactly how, but it was, I believe, a money thing where John DuPont was like, how much money do you want? Mm -hmm. I'm going to triple it or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. whatever you want, that's not enough. And I'll triple whatever you want. And so then the next scene, he was like there. And it got much better once he showed up just like in the caliber of people the spirits
0: yeah that makes sense and i don't know if this was portrayed but they they talked about john always being weird like he drove his car into a pond and then after getting a new rental car the next very next day he immediately drove the car into a pond again what yeah
1: why just
0: no no explanation he just did it like at first they're like oh he must have like hit something on accident and the next day he just did it again there was also reports of like sexually inappropriate behavior from John to the athletes living on his farm. But I don't mm. have a lot of details on that. So I don't really feel comfortable delving into that more than I don't know if that was portrayed in the movie.
1: Yeah. The exact approach you have is exactly what the movie had. It was kind of approached in the way of John wasn't wrestling with them. And then at one point he started like play wrestling.
0: Yes. Yes. That's exactly how they d- describe it. the hell the wrestlers okay. describe it. John wanted it was like to wrestle. after
1: a championship, they all won and they were all like piped up and he started play wrestling and then they were like kind of like, oh this old dude's like whatever. yeah, I'll let him pin me. I'm like not even trying.
0: That's what a lot of the wrestlers said would happen
1: and it got especially with Mark. And John, they would have like night practices, and so then it would be just like Channing Tatum, this huge dude, laying on the ground like fake pinning down, while Steve Carell is like on top of him, just kind of like, oh. like, it was. Watching,
0: i watched videos of the actual john wrestling against Ugh. other people and it is uncomfortable i mean it's so he would he would get decimated in actual matches because he would end up yes. going to actually wrestle and then he started his own type of tournament called the master yeah. series for like older okay. wrestlers yeah. yeah and john didn't know what was going on but athletes living on the farm would pay off his opponents to like purposefully lose so that he would think he John was winning. Would win and was ha- yeah, John would win his that tournaments he was funding. Would win the tournaments he was funding. But he didn't even know that the wrestlers were paying off his opponents.
1: Yep. We got that exact scene in the movie. Yeah. It was done like so like slyly where the wrestler old guy who John is up facing yeah. starts to like walk off. And his bodyguard, John's bodyguard just like slides in the money. But John doesn't see it. Right. He's in this just, like, delusion.
0: Absolutely. Which is kind of how his whole life has been. People just doing things around him. Yeah. That match paid off. He got... The friend was paid off when he was a kid, so...
1: And imagine just being in the situation where you can drive your car into a pond twice Mm -hmm. in two days and just go about your life.
0: Well, one reason that might be is because... John was very close with the local police force yeah he was a volunteer officer paid one penny a year for like 18 years he had a uniform (laughs) he had his own squad car he wrote citations he provided monetary support and offered his house or offered the use of his farm for shooting practice and hunting Yeah, and the sergeant of the police lived on lived in a house on his property so Yeah. yeah What? Yeah, Sergeant of Police lived on his property.
1: I remember... That's one of the things that stick out to me about the documentary is being how, how shocked I was at how many friends he had in the police force. And it wasn't really told a lot in the movie other than... I believe there's one line when Mark first arrives, like, oh, John will be with you in a bit. He's at the police station right now. He has a couple of meetings or whatever. And then... There's one scene with John and the police force, like all at shooting on his shooting range, Mm -hmm. but nothing's like ever said about it. It, That's just kind of it. I'm like, oh yeah, he has them there, and the
0: the sergeant is in charge of who gets to hunt on his property as well. Hunting was like a huge thing. A lot of the wrestling families that lived there would want to do, so you would want to be on the good side, so you'd be allowed to hunt and participate in that kind of thing too. So it's just all super intertwined and overlapping and he's he's funding everyone
1: (laughs) yeah he just like has this money so everyone's flocking to him and he's just paying for everyone to like live around him and be friends with him and wrestle
0: yep he he flew the fox catcher flag above the american flag so he really thought you know
1: I hold myself above...
0: I'm the king of the world.
1: Yeah. On this land, like I'm the king.
0: Or as he would sometimes refer to himself, the son of Christ.
1: Or the golden eagle.
0: Oh my God, didn't find that one. <laughs> oh. I found some others though. Um, but this,
1: Wait, what did you say? I'm sorry, I was surprised. I wanted to say of golden eagle. Oh, sir, that's Jesus. Yeah. Wait, Jesus Christ, son, I don't know, son of I Christ. I whatever it is. God? Yeah, who cares? I don't know. God, God and Jesus are the same person. Okay. I, I'm Jewish. I got out I of the know. church.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Jew, and you you left. <laughs> I'm an ex. I'm a non. Ex-wife. I'm a non-practicing Jew. <laughs> don't tell my nanny. Okay. He would also <laughs> videotape the forest outside his house for hours, then watch it back for hours, claiming that the trees were moving or there were <gasps> figures moving in it, and that the trees were what? mechanical.
1: Trees are mechanical. Yeah. Paranoid.
0: His dad made them for the garden parties.
1: (laughs) What are you saying to me? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This man's not well.
0: No. He would latch on to different guys and then become obsessed with them. One specifically named Valentine or Valentine that he would get pretty close with. He was from Bulgaria. And wouldn't you know it? John had Bulgarian roots.
2: Okay. But except he he
0: doesn't because he's so French.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, did he? I didn't see it. No. The text, not the texture. The tint of his skin was that of a old dusty rug, like white as gray could be.
0: Yeah. He's not Bulgarian. But once he saw a Bulgarian wrestler, he became obsessed with. He said, obviously, I'm Bulgarian. I'm supporting the Bulgarian wrestling and I will be wearing their colors what yeah
1: you can do that just change your country
0: no well if you're john you can apparently if you have enough money <laughs> i was thinking you can like he's joining the olympics or something well, he just they won't just he still has to like be an athlete and like be able yeah. to do things to be on the team not to be the manager i guess but dave throughout this whole time was always supporting john he always saw the good in john he would not go along with the delusions. If John said something was coming out of the walls, Dave would tell him, no, John, nothing's coming out of the walls and mm. kind of was the, per- the one person who could keep him calm. OK. But it was also easy for John to say that Dave was then crawling through the tunnels and the walls spying on him because he was objecting to him. So John started to believe that Dave was coming to get him. And what he ends, is that yeah.
1: happening right now? Holes what? in the walls?
0: Yeah, he thinks there's tunnels and there's holes in the walls.
1: That, and Dave is like and Dave crawling is through together. them, spying. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <gasps> okay. So what, hap- what do you do when that happens? You hire security. Yeah. And John did. He hired Mr. Patrick Goodale, a former U.S. Marine officer, to protect him. But his idea of protecting John was... Oh John some you think some there's tunnels under the ground? Let's dig up the driveway and make sure there aren't any. Oh, you think oh. there's wires in your walls? Let me check and make sure there aren't any. So he kind of played into the delusions and
1: and played into the check. He's like, "Oh, yeah, you exactly. want me to dig up every- you want me to dig up this whole acreage of property? Yeah, yeah. sure yeah, That's, so it's a month of work, yeah, pay me.
0: Then John decided that the color black meant death and anything black had to go. So he got what? rid of Yeah, he decided okay, all Okay, none
1: of this is in the movie. <laughs> none of this is in the movie. He it's is not... paranoid and he buys I don't know if you're going to mention this. He buys a tank with like a huge automatic machine gun on it. I don't know. So it's giving very like prepper doomsday and he's just very scary looking. But none of this delusional paranoia
0: interesting because all i could find was stuff about paranoia so
1: i believe you but this is this is sounding like a more crazy movie than the one i watched
0: yeah why didn't they use this
1: exactly i guess maybe it's mental illness
0: yeah well yeah we'll get there but yes (laughs) so he gets rid of all the black cars all the black horses and yes all the black athletes from his team (gasps) no yes
1: oh my god
0: including a man named kevin jackson who was the most recent world and olympic champion
1: <gasps> the best one
0: yep All in the fired. fucking world
1: yep holy shit because the color black is evil yeah it means
0: death don't you know oh it my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> holy shit i can just put my notes away let me, tell me a story.
0: <laughs> okay, then John starts abusing uh, cocaine and alcohol. and Okay, let gets, me take my notes back out because I okay. was surely in the movie. Great. He becomes manic around 11 p.m. He dresses in all red and calls himself the <laughs> Dalai Lama. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Not to mention it again, but I'll put my notes away fine.
0: <laughs> he starts getting wow. rid of all the athletes closest to him. So what? no matter what skin color they are, he, okay. there's a man named Dan uh, Shade who had been one of John's obsessions in the past, and he gets news from a lawyer that he has to vacate the farm. His whole family lives on the farm with him. So he's told he needs to leave the farm, and he doesn't, he's like, okay, whatever. D- John wouldn't do that. Like, he's, he's one of the people that is kind of close to John and that John seems to like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then John parks a U-Haul outside of his house, hoping that Dan will take the hint to pack up and leave. And when he doesn't, John walks into the weight room while Dan's working out, points a gun at him, and tells him to get the fuck off his farm.
1: What? (laughs) Okay, I have so many thoughts right now. It is so John to... He is so controlling, but doesn't want to do anything physically in person like yeah, yeah he has the complete right to kick people off his property it's his land sure. but he'll never be the person to walk up knock on no. the door and say that he right. sends a lawyer he
0: brings he, a like, u-haul brings truck. a
1: truck parks it out there and runs away like a little yeah. baby oh, there yeah. is a he does come into the weight room with a gun shoots it into the ceiling in the movie um and uses it as kind of like a pep talk it's like everyone needs to get their shit together and walks out let's start let's get wrestling boys and walks out
0: okay no but no yeah so after dan is threatened with a gun he gets john to back off and he immediately goes to the police and files reports with both the county and the local off law enforcement but they kind of just laugh him off they say john has always been a little bit strange
1: Oh, that's just John. Yeah. He just threatens people with their lives.
0: So he ends up flying to Colorado, where the headquarters for USA Wrestling is, and talks to them about what's going on. And for the first time, some people actually decide they want to cut ties with John. But before they can do that, they want to have a conference. So they call all these people on this conference. And Dave Schultz is one of them.
1: Okay. Because they're still in good... Terms? Dave and John
0: are still on good terms at this okay. point for the most part. Because Dave says, quote, I have my family and children on the farm. If I thought for one moment they were in danger, I would pack up and leave. End quote. So the board mm. is convinced and they remain connected to John.
1: Damn. Yeah. And you just know they were wanting that answer. John DuPont comes with a huge fucking check. Oh yeah! They don't. They don't want to kick him out. They're like, "Why'd Absolutely you come and not. tell us this?" Dan is that his name? Yeah, Dan. Why'd you come and tell us this? Now we have to file a report. So let's get his best friend to tell us it's safe.
0: Mm-hmm. And then someone ends up burning the house down next to Dan's.
1: Okay. <laughs> next to.
0: Yeah, the house next was like to. It like a his. threat. I yeah, I can only. Who knows? Assume. Allegedly. And whenever Dan and Dave talk about it, Dave always kind of puts the blame back on Dan. Well, you know how John is. You know how he can be. He wanted you to move.
1: We should have expected this. You should exactly. have expected him to commit okay. arson.
0: Exactly. So Dan finally does leave. But he ends up leaving his personal truck at Dave's house because he drives off with the U-Haul. And that upsets John. What? Because... Dan left his truck at Dave's. That's upsetting. Don't you know that? That's upsetting, Decker. That it's truck is up at space
1: my house on my huge acreage of land.
0: Exactly. So, John has now started walking around his properties with his gun under his arm. He shows up drunk one night to Dave's house, but mm. Dave is as always is able to talk him down and get him to go home. Yep. Until he is not able to do that anymore because one day And no one really knows exactly why john has his security man take him on a tour of the property with a gun in tow and they wind up at dave's house and dave comes out to greet john and without getting out of the car john swings his pistol out the window and shoots dave john immediately goes back to the main house where he locks himself in a panic room which was like connected to his library and dave's wife nancy schultz Um, Saw everything that happened, calls 911, and is there holding Dave while he dies in her arms. On January 26th,
1: 1996. Wow. Okay. So, the shooting happened. (laughs) Yeah. That certainly happened. And Steve Carell looks so fucking terrifying, sitting in that car and the deadness in his eyes, just holding the gun, no emotion, shot his best friend dead, Mm -hmm. like, in the driveway. Yep. And drives away. Yep. There might be one or two scenes after that, but that's almost the end of the movie, is that shooting. There's
0: no situation with the police?
1: Yeah, I remember this from the documentary as well. There was no, like, situation that you're about to tell me. I kind of remember this a little bit.
0: Because we're going into a situation where um, John DuPont refers to himself as his holiness is under siege.
1: Okay. He's on the phone with police and says
0: his holiness is under siege.
1: (gasps) What does that mean? Is he he the holiness? He's
0: the holiness and he's under (laughs) siege. Okay. Because squad cars have surrounded the main house uh-huh where they will remain for two days because, What? yes he is in negotiation with police for two days
1: were they able to like get to dave his body Dave
0: died. well yes yes because that was separate on the property this is at the main a house different there. house okay yes. they were John able to, drives like to the main house yep get him so away. he's in there okay. He's on the phone and he says, I don't want to talk to anyone because there's lights on my lawn and there's cars and there's so many people. I'm not talking to anyone. Goodbye. And hangs up on the police. Um, They're giving statements to the public. I watched in the documentary, these police give statements to the public saying negotiations stopped at 9 p.m. when Mr. DuPont went to bed. And the public is like, why is he allowed to go to sleep? Right. And the police officer goes, I don't know.
1: He just killed someone and then they're just yeah. like, you, you just stay right there. We're not going to come in.
0: He's also like, uh, I can't talk to you. I have diplomatic papers I'm dealing with.
1: Okay. So what, I don't. basically, I don't know if I can be shocked anymore. <laughs> Everything you say out of your mouth, I'm like, what okay, is well, you on? might
0: be shocked by how, how they get him out of the house because if you'll remember, this is January in Pennsylvania. So it's cold. Right. The police officers end up turning the heat off to the okay. house.
1: Simple solution. Pretty
0: simple smart. solution. They'll get him out mm-hmm. on a phone call with the police. They say, no, we're sorry. We, we can't have a repairman come in there with all the c- people here currently. Yep. And John says, okay, well, can I go take a look? And they say, sure, you can yeah. do that. Yeah. Will you, he goes, they go, will you be armed? No. He goes, I'll be wearing all black.
1: You know what that means. Death.
0: John DuPont leaves his house to go check the boiler. (laughs) Um, An officer spots him. He -hmm. turns back around towards his house. The officer tackles him, and he's taken into custody. Because he wanted to fix the heat.
1: That the police purposely shut
0: off. Yep. Hmm.
1: So what was the whole hostage? The it wasn't a hostage situation. What was the holdup? Why he
0: didn't want to talk.
1: They didn't want him to die, like in a. I I guess they burst in. They thought he would shoot himself.
0: Yes, either shoot himself or shoot them. And there was also I watched in the documentary someone saying, "Uh, "Are some of those people wearing bulletproof vests provided by money from John Dupont?" And the sheriff's like, "Yeah, can't talk about that." Because yeah, they probably were. Yeah,
2: I think. But I think the main
0: reason they didn't run in there is because they're. I mean, how many of those officers have practiced shooting?
1: On that property. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is also probably part of the reason it took two days.
1: And I bet you, just knowing that genre of person, each one of them is like, no, no, dude, I can get him to calm down. Like me and him are really tight. We just, we just got to talk. We don't have to burst yeah. in there. We don't have yep. to ruin this good relationship. Who's going to pay for our retreat next month?
0: Exactly.
1: Did you like my like straight man voice?
0: Yeah, it was not that far off from <laughs> it was you. It's just a
1: little gravelly.
0: Yeah. A little less happy.
1: <laughs> a little more straight, a little less happy.
0: <laughs> but John ends up getting treated in the Norristown State Hospital for paranoid schizophrenia for two months before he goes to trial. Okay. After receiving treatment, John DuPont was found guilty of committing third degree murder as well as mentally ill, which gives him a max of 40 years in prison. Okay. He died in 2010. Oh. At age 72 from complications due to COPD while still in prison. Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: It's a surprisingly long sentence for a man that rich
0: well i mean his money protected him a lot longer than i think it would like than most people have money to protect them
1: yeah yeah two full days yeah locked up in a house so knowing what
0: you know what that's the end he just killed
1: his and then he just died in prison how long was he in prison for before he died
0: he was sentenced in 1996 and then he died in 2010. So 14 okay. years.
1: Okay. 14 years. Wow.
0: Mhm.
2: This one.
0: Also after having lived like a whole life. Like don't forget he was married. He yep. he he discovered literally 24 species of bird. Like I can't <laughs> get over that. He opened a museum of natural history and he like coached
1: a team at the Olympics or something? Managed. He
0: managed. But still, I'm like, <laughs> those are huge things that for the average person would satisfy you. Yeah, they're like need life to accomplished. Like, yeah. Yeah. If I discovered two species of one species one. of bird, I would be one. like, I'm an orthologist. I did I it. I would
1: be so happy if I could discover a new species of animal. She
0: discovered 24.
1: So he was a smart man.
0: He was a smart man. I, and I think he was deeply unsocialized.
1: Yeah. And deeply privileged to like a delusional yeah. point.
0: Yes. Like spoiled rotten.
1: Yeah. Dead rotten. And Literally. then his
0: testicles were taken.
1: Ugh. And that <laughs> does not do a man that good. That
0: doesn't do a man good. His mom died. That's for sure a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about it I'm because base bias or BS. This movie is tricky.
0: <laughs> this movie is tricky.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's not it's not based. It's not. Because the timeline is Wonka Arena. There's the mom was alive
0: i don't mean to influence anything but i did see something about mark schultz being very upset about the movie implying some type of relationship between
1: it was either
0: i don't know but i could not find i could not find anything on mark and john yeah in that sense
1: i don't know maybe the maybe the filmmakers were like do you know which came out first the documentary or this movie
0: i think the movie did oh, okay but i could be wrong
1: i don't know it's weird it primarily showed mark before dave was ever at the farm mm. getting kind of like i said mind fucked to believe that john is this like without john i won't have a wrestling career and i need him right. so i can win at the 1988 olympics that was the big plot of the movie and dave comes in towards the end starts getting the far more popular and mark leaves because they're the john mark tension is too much mm-hmm. he leaves it, they kind of make it seem like John is mad because Mark leaves, so that's why he kills Dave. Mm. The timeline of the the delusions and the schizophrenia possibly like coming in, that that's all taken all. out. It mm. really felt like, okay, Mark didn't win at the Olympics, the 1988 Olympics, so now it's really bad tension at the farm. So Dave's gonna come to make me feel better. But I got to get out of here, and so mm. Dave's here with John, and John hates Dave in the movie oh. because there's kind of this who's my coach relationship that Mark has. Like, do I t- do I follow what my brother says or do I follow what John says? Oh, <sighs> I have to make the decision. I'm yeah. gonna, s- <laughs> I'm gonna say bs
0: yeah i would say bs
1: i'm so surprised though it felt like why do you why take so much energy into making them look exactly like the people if you're just gonna kind of fuck with the timeline and tell your own story right i just had to get that all out there because i was like what because there was a lot of things that were similar but my movie that I watched was really different than the timeline you and told me and I
0: feel me. like the what I told you had more exciting moments in it
1: yeah <laughs> like the a whole... standoff
0: with the police
1: yep and it like the story you told me was all the same until oh let's take out the most thrilling exciting kind of wild part to believe let's take that out of the movie and just end it with the shooting it was weird
0: which is crazy because the public knows about the aftermath i would want to see the aftermath i would want to see it portrayed
1: yeah it was like like i said it was the shooting the wife runs out it's like oh my god what did you do steve carell drives off looking creepy as fuck and is
0: he by himself in the car
1: no like you Patrick's said the security there. guard comes but then when the shoot hap- the shot happens the guy's what the the fuck he gets out of the car goes over to the man and that's when steve carell drives off but creepily to set the scene he just head still looking out at the window no blinking staring at the dead body drives off not speeds off like i need to hide i did something bad just like slowly pulls out of the screen and that's like the end of the movie
0: and i would have loved to as watched him go in his panic room and React to the police surrounding his house? That's and the why Steve Carell didn't get the Oscar nom. He couldn't get it. He wasn't given the material. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know this is a real man's life, but...
1: We need to talk to the scriptwriter.
0: writer. Uh, I guess we should probably be pretty movie writers.
1: But, well, remember, the movie originally was four hours long. Maybe that could have all been filmed, and they were like, maybe True. there's a weird like mental illness thing we don't want to have steve carell portray yeah true (laughs) true they probably didn't think about that i don't know it was wild a wild movie that i loved until you told me the story and now it's like (laughs) why didn't you tell the story that's real
0: well and also if i hadn't watched that documentary i would not have gotten the nuance of like the degree of paranoia that he was experiencing and seemed to have been experiencing his whole life
1: yeah what did you tell me early on he oh married, the trees were mechanic
0: he thought the trees were mechanic but he also thought his wife that he married was, was a russian, a russian spy. spy yep like so this man has been paranoid for years but has had enough money to hide it and cover it up that's kind of why i started this whole thing with can money buy freedom can money buy you because it bought a lot of these wrestlers and it bought a lot mm-hmm. of these associations and the police officers. And I'm not saying it's bad that it bought a lot of these wrestlers. Like, he donated to different companies as well that allowed, like, thousands of children to learn how to swim. To be able to, like... Like, he di- his money did go to good things. The museum. The, disco- but the discovery like- of birds. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> the best of all. Yeah. It also allowed him to just create this little world around him that he Too much controlled. Money. Too much Too money.
0: much. He shouldn't have been able to do that many things. And if he hadn't have been able to do that many things and actually had to have some type of job and contribution to society beyond a museum and these big discoveries, mm-hmm. maybe he wouldn't have killed Dave Schultz.
1: Yeah. And in <sighs> the movie, they really highlight like the wife is a pretty large character where she's very adamant. Like, I don't want to go to the farm. It's not going to be good for me and the kids. And Mm. it won't like be good for our family. It might be good for your wrestling career, but it's time to like grow our family together. And then it's just like, so like ironic and tragic when like it ended up, okay, I guess for them, but did not end up. Good for Yeah, him. and I
0: keep going back to that quote that if I thought my family was in danger, I'd get them yep. out of there. And it's like, well, okay. And then another creepy thing they is after he was Uber. in jail, John had all the buildings painted black on his farm.
1: <gasps> yeah. That is not a good space. That
0: he place like, has bad I, energy. Depression. Yeah. It's all boarded up.
1: Whoa. I feel like... Our consensus is we recommend the documentary highly. Yeah, yeah. The movie, if you
0: the acting Steve was very stunning. I yeah. will
1: like give it to the actors. They really, especially Channing Tatum. He like there's a lot of scenes where he like punches his face because he's so mad. It oh. is a very physical movie, and you also get to obviously see him in the wrestling singlet. So. Sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, And we will post pictures from the movie side-by-sides because they really, I think, nailed it for this one. Yeah, I got to see the identicals. Yeah, you won't recognize him, truthfully. Um, At B S on Instagram.
0: Do you have a little secret for me?
1: I do. I'd love to share for you. Oh, before that, also I'll post that picture I sent you today on our Instagram stories, and you tell me if it's bad or not. Yeah, if I should cover my toothbrush.
0: Let us know. Does he need a cap? <laughs>
1: what um, if he's a chronic
0: toilet seat closer? Does he still need a cap? What are the sound if off in the comments? If any
1: scientists will show me a picture of the particle spread, then I will. I'm I'll maybe cap particles.
0: it. Particles, okay.
1: Uh, the movie that you <laughs> and/or the listeners can watch next week to uh, follow along with our episode is. The 1998 film, I believe, maybe 99, mm? Patch Adams. <laughs> Patch Sounds Adams. like a little puppet or something. It's not. Yeah, he collects Patch little Adams.
0: patches and then they go on his little puppet body.
1: Yeah. And it's he's covered like,
0: in patches. Well, oh, yeah, there's Patch Adams walking down the street. <laughs> Look at his patches <laughs> on his go. Way,
1: on his way to school. Just patching. Yeah. It's not about that at all. Oh. Oh so yeah get excited for that it okay. stars one robin williams
0: <gasps> oh, i love robin williams uh,
1: you're welcome that's childhood
0: right there right. yeah
1: it's gonna feel good this movie especially it's 90s too so get ready
0: yeah okay
1: well i'll see you next week see ya goodbye you thank
0: you to my gardener for not being here today for real
1: focus we gotta get this right three two one (laughs) i swear it is so skinny it's ridiculous it's so skinny (laughs) that's what i want your claps were too much one more time three two one